This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. everyone and welcome back to our golden 20s podcast my name is tegan and i'm joined with my co-host sadie Hello. and we are here post holidays in the new year to discuss the ultimate new year reset but before we dive into that like we mentioned in last week's episode the company happy tears reached out to us and wanted us to use their connection deck and so we're going to answer one of the questions yeah so, such a fun way to kick off the first episode of 2024 yeah and like I explained in last episode, their connection deck is sort of set up in four categories. So there's the yellow cards that are like really high level, like icebreaker questions. Then it goes into green, pink, and blue, and they get like more deep as you go down. So I think, you know, for this quarter or this season, we'll stick with the yellow cards. And then I guess like the more episodes you listen to, the deeper the questions will get. So yeah, it should be fun, but hopefully nothing too deep on this, you know, <laughs> January 2nd episode. <laughs> yeah, true. You know me. I would probably go for like the deepest of deep. <laughs> yeah. First card out, I'm like, hey, let, let's go. But yeah. No. So the question is, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? Do you have an answer, Tag? I <laughs> do think that I would still be in Toronto. Me too. Yeah. And that's I why I was like, uh That's lame. But yeah. I think if I lived anywhere but Toronto, it would be New York. Where I'm mm -hmm. currently at. I think why do you say that, first of all? I'll let you elaborate. Um I just feel like New York is somewhat similar to Toronto. The things I like about Toronto, I feel like are the same in New York, even like amplified. And I really like the East Coast vibe. I do feel like, you know, it would be nice to live somewhere tropical. But I also, like, don't like the vibe of, like, California. So I don't know if I could actually live there where I do think I could live in New York. So Okay, fair. Yeah. yeah. I could see that where it's, like, similar but different enough. Yeah, I could see that. I think for me, I say Toronto... When I was younger, I feel like 
I think it's common, actually. Like the American dream is very like romanticized, especially if you're like a rom-com watcher like I am. And it was always like, I don't know, moving to the States would sound like so much fun. And it's like, yeah, I'd love to live in New York one day. But growing up, I'm like, no, I really don't want to live anywhere besides Canada. And I, yeah. that's why I say Toronto still, because I really love living in Canada. And yeah. I don't know, I just think I would choose this over anywhere else. I think if I were to move, another dream I had as a kid was to live in London, England for a while. And I think that would maybe be my follow-up answer to Toronto. Again, Toronto too. I'm like, I'm very like kind of central to my family still, you know, yeah. like it's a hub in Canada. So it's easy to get around to my sisters in Quebec. So it just makes the most sense for me and like my family. But I'm like, if I were to ever move somewhere and still, I feel like, I don't know, sometimes like it would be so nice, especially like while I'm young to just like uproot my life and live somewhere else. But if I were to yeah. do that, it'd probably be London, England, but I really don't see that happening. And I think out of those three cities we just mentioned, New York, London, and Toronto, Toronto is probably the cheapest. And we know Toronto is hella expensive. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, is it feasible to live in either of those cities? I don't know, but I don't know. That's my answer. Yeah. I and think London is cheaper than Toronto. Maybe. Maybe different areas of it, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, I agree. I think I would have to stay in Canada. <laughs> yeah. Realistically. And I think that if I was moving, it would be to like just somewhere else in Ontario actually, but unless I got like a really amazing job or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully that wasn't a letdown answer for people listening. <laughs> <That was laughs> if we positive. could live anywhere in the world, we would still live exactly where we live right now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it is a good thing. That means we love our lives, right? Yeah. Like Exactly. Yeah. Great. Well, if you're interested in checking out the Connect deck, you can find a link to shop it in our link tree and in the description of this episode. So definitely check that out. And we can get into the main part of this episode, which is about the ultimate New Year's reset. Yeah, I absolutely love this time of year. And I think a lot of people do. And then the people that don't like it, hate it for the same reason so many people love it. And yeah. what I mean by that is it's that like flipping to a new calendar year really has the feeling of I'm leaving 2023 behind me. It is a fresh start. I can be a whole different person if I want to be in the new year. And I know realistically, you know, you can start showing up for yourself and being the best version of yourself any day of the year. But I think the motivation is just extra high in January when everyone's kind yeah. of on the same wavelength with it. So I'm really pumped for today's episode and I'm really excited to take on a new year, obviously with you, Tag, but everyone listening as well. And I actually think we have a few fun episodes lined up through the month of January to set you up for your best year yet maybe our best year ever or just a good year even if it's not the best year ever <laughs> so definitely stay stay around and hear all that but i think today we're just going to ch chat about things that you can do in terms of resetting your home resetting your kind of like internal mental health situation even resetting some other things to just kind of like stay on top of your life admin tasks and all of that sort of stuff 
Yeah, 100%. I think a good place to start with all of this is to do like a yearly reflection, look over your goals you set last last year, think about the goals you want to set this year, think about the intentions you want to set this year. And I wanted to shout out last week's episode. If you are stuck and like don't know where to even start with any of that, we did a journal with us episode kind of about the year end. And journaling, I think, is a really good place to start. But I find that that's sort of the basis of my New Year's every year is coming up with intentions. I find that if there's a year where I don't do that, you basically achieve nothing because it's like, yeah. you're like, I want to have a good year. And then you leave it at that. And then a full year goes by and you're like, what even happened? So I think that that's definitely the place to start. Yeah, totally. And we have past episodes on how to set goals if yeah. it's yearly goals or monthly goals. So go give those a listen. But I think you nailed it on the head tag where it's like, try to be as specific as you can be and try to make them as achievable as they can be. So even if it sounds unachievable, maybe, you know, figure out ways to work towards that goal and just have even like the theme of that area of your life being something you want to focus on in the year ahead. So I think that is also where I start. And then I also really love to make a vision board to really hit home the goals and intentions for the year. And this is just bringing like visuals into one doc essentially that usually it's like a collage of some sort that I set as my desktop on my computer. Even last year, I set it as my phone background for the whole year. And it's really just like a visual representation of your goals and intentions and something you can look at all the time. So even if you're not consciously thinking about it, hopefully these images kind of being in the background on your desktop, on your phone, whatever. It's just like an always on reminder to yourself that this is what I'm working towards. This is my purpose this year. And this is what's motivating me to show up for myself. Yeah, 100%. It could be physical too, like cutting out of magazines or printing pictures, but I'm the same where I like virtual. I love, I'll usually do like a Pinterest board, just like a private Pinterest board for the entire year. And then sometimes I'll break it down into months or break it down into seasons. And it's really nice, like you said, just to keep motivated. And obviously there's a lot of like stuff that goes into manifestation and looking at images like that. But I also just find that it's a nice reminder or if you're ever like fed up of like, why am I doing this to return and see like what your intentions in January were can be Mm -hmm. really nice to kind of like keep you on track or get you back on track. Totally. And I think if, you know, looking at the whole year ahead is overwhelming, just focus on the rest of winter or just focus on January, you know, like really break it down because I think again, spending that time to reflect and set intentions for yourself is important. So if there's a barrier standing in your way of doing that, like try to remove that barrier and just take it like one step at a time. Yeah, 100%. Another thing that I do every single January is get a new planner. I use my planner mainly for work, not necessarily social stuff. That's usually in my Google calendar, but mine's almost full. 
So it's time for a new one, even like a new notebook, sometimes a new calendar, that kind of thing. And I like to go through my Google calendar, make sure everything's in order. I've got, you know, everyone's birthday in there, big trips coming up, that kind of thing. This is a good time where you've got some downtime and you can kind of figure that stuff out. Yeah, totally. And going back to what I was just saying, I feel like this can also really help if you feel like the year is overwhelming already, you know, like writing everything down and being like, okay, no, you know, there's a whole 12 months ahead to accomplish everything. And I don't know, to spread out your trips and all the things you want to do this year, I think it can be a really great way to organize it. So I second that. And it's funny, actually, I don't use my agenda at all for work stuff, only personal Mm -hmm. life and like social life stuff. So I love how we both swear by an agenda and calendar system, but we do it differently. So I love that so much. Yeah. And kind of related to calendar too, this could be a good time to start booking your appointments when they're things like dentist appointments or doctor's appointments, especially if you had benefits that maybe you had used up for a lot of people benefits reset in January. So it's like you can book that massage you wanted or go to the dentist to get your teeth cleaned and that kind of thing. And so this can also be a good time to kind of get all of that situated for the year. I think outside of, you know, setting up your like mental space for the new year, it's also important and nice to set up your home for the new year. So typically what that looks like for me, the first step is putting away all of my holiday decor and finding a home for any holiday gifts that I received. I think after the holidays, which is usually like a very busy time, you just have like little clusters of stuff all over the place, like stuff you're like, I'll deal with this in the new year. I'll deal with this in the new year. And Mm -hmm. then it just is all over the place. So I think allocating some time to organizing all of that will definitely help you feel, you know, on top of things. I think outside of that, I also love to really do like a deep clean of my house. Again, Mm -hmm. motivation's high in January. So I use it to do the tasks around my house that I don't do on a month to month basis. So this is things like cleaning out expired food from my fridge and pantry. Even if it's like you have holiday leftovers in there that have gone bad, like this kind of stuff acquires quickly. So clean it all out, have a fresh start for the new year even if it's going through your closet, your drawers, in your bathroom, your kitchen, your dresser in your bedroom, like literally just going through to clean things out and simplify as much as you can for the year ahead and also organizing those spaces as well. Yeah, I always like to do a quick like run through of like my medicine cabinet to see because medicine does expire, my first aid kits, that kind of thing. And it's usually on like a yearly basis rather than like a day or a month. And Mm -hmm. so I like to do that. Same with like skincare and makeup, getting all that cleaned up and organized because I find especially during the holidays when like you're going to parties and stuff, my makeup drawer is just like a disaster right now. There's sparkles everywhere. And so once you're back from the craziness of traveling too, it can be nice to kind of reorganize all of that. Yeah. I love the medicine hack because I'm so bad for not paying attention to that. And then I get sick, go to take my cold medicine. And it's like, actually this expired in like 2018. So good luck. (laughs) I know. So I need to make that a habit. (laughs) Yeah. It's so expensive. It shouldn't expire. 
Right? But, oh my God. That's funny. Yeah. I think a few other like bigger house tasks that I like to do as well, just to like really hit the January reset home is to wash my sheets and vacuum my mattress. Again, I probably vacuum my mattress every couple months, like not that mm-hmm. often. If you're somebody who like spins your mattress, maybe you give it a spin as well. Like, you know, these things you don't have to do often, even just cleaning your bathrooms, your kitchen, cleaning your floors. Like if you were hosting a lot through the holidays, I think, you know, we told you to do all those stuff ahead of the holidays. And you're like, mm-hmm. seriously, girls, now I have to do it after <laughs> the holidays as well. But I know that always makes me feel so much better being in a clean space. And I'm like deep cleaning really allows me to relax into the space. So even that's like dusting, you know, like I have baseboards that have like a little tiny ledge. So just dusting those, dusting surfaces, all of that kind of thing, I think can really make you feel just clean and organized and ready to take on anything. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, 100%. Sort of in the same bucket as cleaning and organizing, but more in the virtual sense is like cleaning and organizing your computer, your phone, like going through your downloads folder, organizing Mm -hmm. your files on your desktop, deleting photos on your phone, and making sure all your tech is backed up and updated. And that kind of thing can be nice. And again, like we talked about, this could be a good time to update your desktop background, whether it's something you created or like I always use the Every Girl's desktop background. We have some up on our Patreon for our patrons. So there are lots of options out there, but that can be a nice way to like signal a fresh start, especially if you're like sitting just in the, you know, the same computer as you usually do. That can be a nice way to be like, nope, starting this year on the right foot. Totally. I think another thing in the techie space is updating your resume and your LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. I think this is especially important if career is something you're focused on in 2024, looking for a new job, maybe asking for a promotion. And then if it doesn't work out, you know, switching companies, something like that. I think updating your resume is something We've encouraged you guys to like stay on top of, especially as you like take on new roles at your current company or different companies, freelance projects, whatever it is, because it can be quite honestly can just be a huge bitch to be updating your resume (laughs) last minute when there's a job pop up that you want to apply for. So this could be a great time to just throw things in, even if you're not looking for a new job, like just update it because you never know when something will come up. And then similarly on LinkedIn, just making sure that's also updated and maybe playing around with your settings on LinkedIn. Again, especially if you're looking for a new job this year, just showing you're open to work for recruiters to work out or reach out to you, sorry, and just having up-to-date information for them to know you're the person for the role, that sort of thing. 
Yeah. I also think that this is a really good time to post to your LinkedIn. This was what something I started last year. You could do like a year reflection post where you just talk about a couple projects that you're proud of and what you're looking forward to in the new year. Because I attended like a webinar in the middle of COVID where it was basically about how LinkedIn is this great tool for building your personal brand as you try to build your career, because the SEO on LinkedIn is really, really good. And so it's like, it doesn't matter how good your personal website is, LinkedIn's always going to come in first. So you should be posting with the keywords of what people like would be searching that would want to hire you. So it's like, if that's something that's important, for you in this new year, write a post, including the keywords of like the skills you have, a really cool project or brand you worked with, something like that. And this can be a time where it's like not weird to just throw a random post out there. If it's a yearly reflection, like that's cool. So I wanted to throw that out there because I've been posting on LinkedIn this year as I've talked about. I was going to say, you said that like a true LinkedIn influencer. Yeah. We love that tag. You're yeah. dominating one social platform at a time. <laughs> yeah. First I take TikTok, then logically <laughs> the next step is LinkedIn. LinkedIn. So, yeah. yeah. I love that. Speaking of social media, this is maybe a nerdy thing, but I think updating your social media profile pictures could be something to throw onto the January reset list. I think... This also goes hand in hand with like updating your dating apps. Like Mm -hmm. it's kind of the same philosophy to me where it's like this picture is like extremely outdated, doesn't even look like you anymore. Maybe it's time to refresh this. So social media profile pictures, I feel like that's more just for fun. Where dating app, it's like, okay, no, we're on a mission. I want to like portray myself and like an accurate version of myself. So that makes more sense to update. And then maybe using pictures from just the past year, like 2023, on your dating app profile since you hopefully have like 12 months worth of content to be pulling from. Yeah. Same with like bios, descriptions, all that kind of stuff I feel like can be updated. If you have like a link in your social media bios, make sure that that's still working correctly or it's still leading where you want it to. And I'm thinking like Instagram, making sure all your favorite highlights or whatever they're called nowadays are like up to date and the way you want them. It could be a nice time to get that all in order. Yeah. And I know that kind of like sounds silly, but it's like going back to what you were just saying about your personal brand. Like, I don't know. I just feel like this is a spot to like, yeah, just refresh yourself and be like, this is the person I want to be this year. And that's how I'm showing up in these digital environments. And I think also like going back to the resume, LinkedIn, social media. Also, if you're someone who's like been wanting to like start a blog or like, I don't Mm -hmm. know, start some sort of content creator profile. Like, again, this could be a really good time to do that when the motivation's high and just like working on your personal brand, no matter what that looks like to you. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I feel like a lot of the stuff we're mentioning like the world's not going to end if you don't do this stuff. It's just like, these are nice ideas that you can do while you have the time, while the motivation's high, like you said, and where it won't be like weird necessarily to be focusing on them. So Mm -hmm. yeah, totally agree. 
Yes, we're giving you permission. (laughs) (laughs) Not a to-do list. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. This is a little more serious than like updating your social profiles and that kind of thing. But check in with your finances. And especially if you're a person who's like scared to look at them, Mm -hmm. this is the time to check in. I'm not a big like budget person, but if you are, obviously it's a great time to set a budget. What I like to do is like just take a look, make sure, you know, my credit card's paid off, make sure I have the proper amount of money in each account. I'll check in with like my PayPal to make sure things are good. Check my credit card statement. Obviously, around the holidays, there's a lot of action on the credit card. So I like to check and make sure all of the transactions are proper. There's nothing fishy going on. This time last year, I had someone who used my PayPal to buy like a thousand dollars worth of gift cards in Italy where like if I didn't catch that, I just would have been like a thousand dollars out if I didn't notice and just paid it. Yeah. And so luckily it was through PayPal and PayPal is very good with like anything. They'll just give you the money back. But it's like, that's why it's important to check. And so I like to do that come up with a plan. If you have like really big yearly goals, if you're like planning a really big trip, figure out how you're going to save for that. Is it going to be in a certain account? Whatever that might look like. And you can also take this time to like meet with a financial advisor. If you have like a majorly big goal, like buying a house or having a baby or like starting your own business, that kind of thing. This is also a good time to like take a look at all of your finances and then talk to an expert. I love it. Nothing's going to slow us down from living our best life, including our money. So it's definitely good to be on top of it and come up with a plan. Ask for help if you're having a hard time coming up with a plan. I think that's great advice. Yeah. And especially, like I said, post-Christmas, like credit cards are getting used nonstop. Even like it's just an expensive time of year between like travel or you're going to parties. So then it's always like I buy a new lipstick and I need to buy a new dress. So it's like good to make sure you're on top of your credit card, you're paying it off, all that good stuff and coming up with like a plan, especially if you have things like student debt that you're paying off pretty regularly, it can be good to check in and be like, okay, a year just went by. Should I be paying more? Should I be paying less? Should I be putting extra money into investments? It's a good time to just do that reflection. Awesome. I think the last thing on our list here is to consider doing a monthly challenge while your motivation is high. So this might look Well, this can look so many different ways, depending on what you're wanting to focus on in your life to start the new year. But I think last year, both Tegan and I did dry January. We also both did 30 days of yoga. So I think, you know, those are two things that have become like annual traditions for both of us and Mm -hmm. could maybe spark some ideas for you in your life. My sister always does whole 30 after the holidays, like for the first month of the new year. That's just to like kind of cleanse the whole system after the holidays and like, you know, all just the alcohol and sweets and everything that come along with the holidays. And another one that's like completely different than any of those that I just mentioned, but something I like to do every January is a no shop month. And that's for the exact same reasons you were just saying, Tag, about the holidays being 
so expensive and busy and yeah, the credit card just being thrown out left, right and center for (laughs) holidays. I'm always like, okay, let's really reel it back in January and only buy the essentials. So like groceries, personal care items, my cat food, like things like that. But anything else, I like to just kind of take a breather from shopping, which is actually very challenging for me. So I like to turn it into one of these monthly challenges for myself. Yeah, I love the 30 days of yoga. I think it's such a nice way to start the year. But even like Mm -hmm. my mom does a daily walk challenge in January, which can be good if you're like not super into yoga. Same with like dry January. I love that, especially post Christmas, like here in Canada. Lots of people drink a lot, so it's nice to kind of do that reset. And I, I think it's nice to just do sort of like a reflection on your relationship with alcohol. We had like a whole episode we did last mm-hmm. year talking about like what we thought about dry January. So that can be really nice. And then I think like the 30-day challenge for January, if you have a specific goal, this could be a really good way to like kickstart it. If you're like, I want to read more, you could be like, okay, I'm going to read every single day in January. And then it makes it a lot easier to become a habit throughout the year, I find. Mm -hmm. And it just shows you that you're capable of greatness and like you can show up for yourself if you hold yourself accountable, you know? So that's what's so great about a monthly challenge. And if you're able to find like a buddy to do it with, you know, like if it's reaching out to your best friend, be like, hey, are you doing dry January? And then you have like a little support system, if you will. Or like if it's a no shop month, like maybe I can have a friend I can text every time I want to shop. Like, I don't know. I just think it's nice to have accountability and shaping it up into this whole monthly challenge idea is a great way to do that. Awesome. Great. Well, there we go. Under 30 minutes for the first episode (laughs) of 2024. But we know it was a lot of information. And like Tegan said, this is obviously just like some ideas. We're not telling you you need to do every single one of these to have a successful start to your year. It's just if you're feeling motivated but don't know what to do, hopefully this gave you some ideas. So thank you guys so much for listening. Like I said, we will be back with new episodes every Tuesday this month. And we will really be focusing for at least the next few weeks on, you know, setting yourself up for a good year ahead. So make sure you subscribe and follow us if that's a thing on the app that you're listening to this. Also leave us a rating and review that really helps us out as well. You can also find us on social media at our golden twenties. We're on TikTok, Pinterest, uh, Instagram, Facebook, probably other ones that I'm forgetting <laughs> at the moment. And we're also on Patreon, which is the best way to support the podcast for as little as $2 a month. And you do receive some exclusive content, like Tegan said, de- desktop backgrounds, things like that. So go join our Patreon community. It is a good time. But all of that being said, we will see you next Tuesday. Bye.